Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the communications director here at Real Life Ministries. Today, I'm with Jim Putman, our senior pastor here at Real Life Ministries. Jim, today we're going to talk about a topic that I know you personally have talked a ton about over the last 25 years, and probably before that, before I before I knew you. But uh, it's connect the unconnected, and uh, just this week in Sermon Club, uh, I heard a new. Uh, a new story about that, a new way to think about being connected and wanting to be connected. Do uh, you remember what Wayne told us there in Sermon Yeah, Club? Yeah, he used a great analogy. He used the analogy of the guitar, and uh, he talked about how, um, he, he, you know, he talked about a string, and if you just take the string, we're all like strings, right? Mm-hmm. And because of sin, we're disconnected from God, we're disconnected uh, from others, and that when you accept Christ, you start this process of discipleship. And he talked about the the head here uh, being connected to Christ. And so if you if you are connected to the Lord and you're connected to the head, he said uh, that if you're just connected to the head, the string doesn't do anything. It, it hangs there, uh, but it doesn't fulfill its purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you were supposed to be connected to the head and then also to the body and uh, when when you're connected to both there is a tension uh, and it's in that tension that the Lord is able to play beautiful music and and a lot of people want to be connected but they don't uh, want to be connected to the body and they mm-hmm. kind of like me and Jesus but when that happens you're not fulfilling your purpose. You're not becoming a fisher of man. You're not connected to the body, the family. You're not. Uh, you're not fulfilling all the law and the commandments that we were given. Hang on, love God, love others. We're not working as a body. And I just thought that was a, a brilliant analogy because now the Holy Spirit is able to play us together mm-hmm. well. And uh, it, the tension tunes us in, and we need some tension. And and uh, as that happens, now we're able to um, fulfill God's intentions through the tension. And uh, it, was, it was amazing. I think he got that from uh, some other pastor that he saw on the Internet. And I just thought, what a great example. I'm not a musical person. Either am I. Um, but for those who are, it makes it makes total sense. Well, and, and uh, the analogy, I think, is so strong because the guitar string just sitting there unconnected uh, to the guitar might think that it's serving its purpose and might think that's uh, all there is. But the uh, the thought that, you know, it's it's me, I, I, I've got a relationship with God and that's fine. I don't need God's church. Uh, the point that it's only connected on one point and it's still not it's better than it was before. It's at least connected once. It's connected to God, but it, but there is no uh, connection with other people, and therefore God has no way to speak through you to to uh, hold you accountable and to, yeah. and to create essentially the tension you're talking about. You know, I, I don't know though. If you're if you claim to be connected to God, you know, John says if you claim to love God but hate your brother, you're a liar, and the truth isn't in you. Mm-hmm. If you claim that you're a disciple of Jesus, but you're not, I mean, all the fruit of the Spirit is relational. Mm-hmm. The fruit of the Spirit is love. For who? Peace, patience towards who? Kindness towards who, mm-hmm. right? You know a tree by its fruit. All the spiritual fruit 
that God talks about uh, are, uh, the result of the Holy Spirit in your work in your life is relational. Mm-hmm. Be, when you love God, as you walk in the light, He sees in the light. Then you have fellowship with one another. The Scripture says. So I don't know that you're really connected to God if you refuse to obey Him and and you deny the Holy Spirit's work. You're denying the Holy Spirit's work in your life if you if you don't love other believers. You know, that 1 Corinthians 13 says, you can know all mysteries and speak in the tongues of angels mm-hmm. and men, but if you have not loved, you're just noisy. You're a clanging symbol. You, you can die as a martyr without love. You're nothing. His whole point was, unless we play together, it, 1 Corinthians 12 is all about, you know, the spiritual gifts that work together as a body, and... That speaks of function, but now he says what really binds us together is love, looking past each other's faults, keeping no record of wrongs. Um, Jesus said, "You'll know people will know that you're my disciple by your love for one another. So I don't know that you're really connected to the head if you're not getting plugged into the body. Yeah, if you were connected to the head, it would, it would draw you to want to be connected to a body. Yeah. I think the other side, though, is a danger, too. I feel like um, uh, the American Christians um, do a lot of, I go to church every Sunday, I do this. But, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about abide and the importance of abide. Just because you're going to church and and um, you're with the group, you're with the collective body, uh, you're not you're not getting God through osmosis. You actually have to have your own relationship and you actually have to abide. And so it's both sides have to be connected. Yeah, it's a good point because there are a lot of people now who are going. I need relationship, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm lonely, and I got to get my kids socialized and all that. And mm-hmm. then we can start to go. Well, I'm I am starting to build relationships, but again, if you're not abiding, then relationship with others without relationship with God still leaves you empty and it really does impact your relationship with others because it's it's usually about um i need people to fill in this hole in me right that only god can fill no it's out of relationship with god that yes i can be honest about my needs but i can also be a giver not a consumer mm-hmm. um but one who contributes mm-hmm. to other people and it's as you abide you have these relationships as god designed them as he empowers you, you're able to forgive because you're forgiven. You you know it just works together. It's both and. It's not either or. Mm-hmm. So that that's a, a you know so important. So you've got we live in a culture right now where um, we've kind of redefined church to mean something you go to, mm-hmm. and you know that whole version of check a box go to something but not have real community as god defines it and empowered by him um is you know permeates the culture Mm -hmm. and the enemy loves to say hey you need the church but let's define what that is as something you go to and you put on your smile and you sing some songs Mm -hmm. stand up and no sit down no tension and you know that's not going to work it doesn't satisfy your soul and it's not what god has in mind mm-hmm. and i you know we we talk about rock skipping relationships we, we in north idaho have all these lakes and we'll take a flat rock and we throw it real fast and it skims across the water that's how i think most people now have relationships they're moving so fast that they're very surfacey mm-hmm. 
until they run out of steam and they die. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, what does it look like to decide I'm going to limit what I do, what the, what the world tells me I need, I don't really need. I'm not going to be so um, busy that I'm not about the real things of God in my life because doing it any other way doesn't work. Most Christians, I mean, nationally go to church one times a month, if that. Mm-hmm. They're not involved in life groups. If they are involved in some sort of group, it's usually about information transfer, not about life-on-life support, encouragement, modeling. And it's and the number one thing is I just don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And I'll have people say, well, I can't, I can't go to life group because um, I have to take one of my kids to soccer. I have to take one of my kids to to basketball I have uh, 4-H I have to take one of my kids you know and then I've got to do it and I'm like well wait a minute who told you you had to do any of that mm-hmm. are you saying that if you're good with animals in 4-H somehow you're a Christ follower and you're mature and you don't you won't have a drinking problem or you won't get divorced mm-hmm. or are you saying if you're good in sports somehow that's going to mean you're a good person I mean look at our, our athletes mm-hmm. our professional athletes we were called out of the world those who are called out of the world, ecclesia, that's the church word, um, out of the world's way of doing things to contribute and, and be a part of what God is doing, his mission, his uh, His company mm-hmm. of believers together, and unless that happens in your life, you're going you're gonna to end up less than what God had for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about skipping rocks, and I thought about this uh, in the sermon club. You know... Uh, when I was first married, before I had money to actually invest, uh, a lot of people lost uh, a lot of money in the dot-coms. You know, there was these internet things started, and people would go all in. And, well, there was a lot of people that lost a lot of money because they weren't diversified. They put all their money on one or two stocks, and there was no diversification, and ended up causing uh, a huge problem for their portfolios, or so I was told. And I feel like that's what... Um, families right now are trying to do. They're trying to diversify their time and get a little teaspoon of everything they can. And now they're hoping for a return on investment, but then, but they haven't, they haven't made the investment they need to in just one or two things. It's the opposite of investing. If you're talking about raising your family and this season in life, uh, you have to go all in on just one or two things. Otherwise it's impossible. Yeah. It's the basics of life, determining what those are. And again, the enemy won't, he doesn't necessarily try to get you to do evil things. Good things in the wrong place or in the wrong amount mm-hmm. um, are easier for him to sell than just straight out evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but distracting us so that we're missing the most important things is what he does. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be clear minded, alert, awake, the Bible tells us. Um, because the devil is deceptive, a masquerader. And that's what the church does, is we connect in a, in a community. So that has big big group stuff, little group stuff. Mm-hmm. It has not just, um, you know, one day a week, but consistently. You, you know, everybody knows, it's around here, knows my life verses, Hebrews 3, 12, and 13. See to it, my brothers and sisters that none of you gets a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So what does he say? Brothers and sisters, Christians, mm-hmm. don't get a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Mm-hmm. 
it's possible or he wouldn't warn you to not do it. Right. Then he says, but encourage one another daily, so long as it's called today, so that your hearts will not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. That word encourage, one another, daily. That word encourage means to admonish or exhort. Mm-hmm. So it means I could say, Lance, what are you doing, man? I love mm-hmm. you. Where, what's going on with you? That's, that's not who you are. That's not what you were called to. Or it could mm-hmm. mean, Lance, keep doing what you're doing, man. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so awesome. It's a, it's a pat on the back above the belt, and it's a pat on the back below the belt, yeah. depending on what the... What the Cause and effect is. And how long? How often does he say to do it? Encourage one another daily. Mm-hmm. Now, if if all Scripture is God breathed, and the Holy Spirit directed the writer of Hebrews to put that in there, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit knows what we need. He knows how we were built. He knows what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And he says, as believers, we're to encourage one another. How often? Daily. Mm-hmm. Why daily? Why not what just once a week? Well, because he knows that we can jack things up in five minutes. Mm-hmm. To have an abiding relationship with God and others is a daily process. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's reminding each other daily that we were saved for something better, that the world is lying to us, that, that we're doing the right things even though no one's applauding it. And just because everything's applauding something else, mm-hmm. uh, everyone is, that doesn't mean it's the right thing. And we just walk through we, we confess our sins one to another we're real we're mm-hmm. honest we we tell each other the truth we carry one another's burdens mm-hmm. there is a a life that we were called to that we lost because of sin and a disciple is moving from Jesus shared his life with us mm-hmm. and the truth with us we we believed who he was believed what he said invite us into connection mm-hmm. in that connection we, we learn the truth, we learn to, to live out the truth, and we gain the support of relationship that helps us live out the truth. When we talk about the SCMD process we use here, share, connect, minister, disciple, it isn't that we graduate from accepting a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, we now have an abiding relationship with Jesus when we believe. And then we move into connection, and we don't graduate from connection to become a minister, mm-hmm. and then graduate from ministry to be a disciple maker. Meaning that you're not the other the other right. Thing. It's you like a just, tree ring. Yeah, it's added to. And so, as a believer, I receive Christ, abide with Him, and I share that what God's done for me everywhere. Mm-hmm. I connect. I help others connect. Out of that connection, I I I minister to those around me. I have people minister to me in mm-hmm. connection. We're ministers together, and then we decide as disciples make disciples together. We mm-hmm. weren't sent out by our own selves alone, apart from God, and we weren't sent out by our own selves apart from relationship with others. Mm-hmm. In fact, everybody in the New Testament went in twos, and they created communities of believers from which they worked and lived and shared, mm-hmm. which makes sense. If God is all about relationship with him and relationship with others, it makes sense that we would be an example of that. And in a world where, because of sin, relationship with God and others was lost, it would make sense that they people would see that we love God and love others well, that we have something that was lost that everybody knows they need, and they would be drawn to it. Mm-hmm. But when we're not living in that and we're just talking about it, people go, well, you don't even have that. Right. And so why would I want what you have? No, we have something different. Mm-hmm. If we are just like the analogy, guitar string that is connected on, on both points, That's right. then we actually make we actually make some noise. Uh, this tension, 
Jim, I feel like since you know you look at a twenty-five year history of of uh, real life, I think the last three years with COVID, and I feel like we've really seen a change uh, culturally in people uh, now that are avoiding uh, relationships, not just the church, but they're avoiding relationships at a way higher level than they they used to. They don't even uh, they want to work offsite. They don't want to work together. Uh, they. Uh, I cannot think of the phobia where you don't leave the house, but uh, it's it's like that. They don't want ever want to leave their house. They they don't want they don't want any connection. They don't uh, want to go to a restaurant. They want to deliver. no. Yeah, they want to deliver. They want to have an AI girlfriend. Because, exactly and, and right. The Bible says where sin increases, relationship is painful, and the devil will isolate us away from relationship by pointing out all the negative parts of it. And when you're not abiding in Christ, you're not living in this, in your own, you're, you're dangerous to relationship and so are others. Mm-hmm. And it's as you abide in Christ that he starts to fill you up so that connections can actually become uh, encouraging, uh, uplifting. But uh, that's why abiding is so important. But you're right. Um, and here's what all the mental health studies tell us. Mm-hmm. Because of isolation and lack of relationship, Mental health is on the increase. Um, And yet they're getting their information from people they don't even know. And people are becoming cynical or they just believe whatever they're told and they don't have the relationships to work through things. And I I just know that some of the things I actually believe in my head sound so good in there until I say them out loud Mm -hmm. with trusted people. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, wow, that was stupid. Or somebody will go, well, have you thought? No, I hadn't. Because again, I'm isolated. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm... I'm just, it's just me in the enemy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're a guitar string in the bag. Yeah. And, and I could convince myself that that's the way it's supposed to be because of all these other things. But mm-hmm. we're different. And, uh, um, you know, I, I love for people to read, to read Ecclesiastes 2 or uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, because it says there was a man who was all alone, he had neither friend nor brother. He, he said, why am I working so hard and have all this wealth? What a miserable business. That's the Americans now. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but two are better than one. There's a better return for the labor. He talks about the power of relationship, not just with two, but even three. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, that's God's plan for us. And, he, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's being restored. And it's as we get together as people, we, we have relational ropes that hold us fast as we are connected to the Lord and one another. And mm-hmm. so I think this is uh, this is what we've been about for 25 years. And it's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work because people are messy. I'm messy. And there's a lot of I'm sorry's mm-hmm. and a lot of forgiving. And that's just what it takes to be in a relationship. And, and that's what God gives us. And out of the overflow of that, we give to others. Mm-hmm.